Welcome to the Unscripted Mom. This is Kara, and I have brought my own mother here for the first time. Say hi, Mom. Hi, Kara. I'm <laughs> thrilled to be here today. I conned her into doing this. No, I'm just kidding. No, she wanted to come, and we're going to talk a little bit about moms without daughters. Now, I'm lucky. I have my mom. She is my best friend. She's also my mother, so we, we straddle that line. <laughs> Sometimes it's, hey, let's hang out, and then she's telling me certain things that I probably need to tweak. So I always say you are never stop being a mom. Am I correct on this that journey? That is correct. You never stop being a mom. You never stop being concerned about your kids no matter what age they are. And how old are your kids? So you are my oldest. Can yeah. I tell you? Yeah, age? you can tell me. So you just had your fortieth birthday last week, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, Philip the second, who is thirty eight, soon to be thirty nine. Uh, you guys are fifteen months apart, and then we have Andrew the baby, who is thirty four, and um, I guess will forever be a baby in my eyes. He- <laughs> That is very true. (laughs) Me and Doug have had multiple conversations that you love. My parents love us all equally, all the same. But there is definitely a little tender spot (laughs) for Andrew. (laughs) I'm like, okay. But that's okay. I have a baby. I have three. My youngest is, there is a tender spot. I wouldn't say there's no favorites, equal love, equal fairness. But there's a tender spot for the baby. Maybe it's because you know you're not having any more kids. (laughs) Because maybe the third one would just fall in line with all of the others. Who knows? <laughs> no, nice try. So, well, I obviously grew up with a great mom. Having you around to lead and guide me, especially now as I'm a mom, it's been, oh, my gosh, so instrumental in me able to get through certain seasons and, you know, keep my hair in my head versus pulling it out at all times. <laughs> um, but your story is slightly different. You didn't really, you didn't have a mom when you were a mom. And I thought it'd be interesting for people to hear a perspective of being a mom without that role. And some people have lost their mom. You lost your mom through, um, you know, death. Yes, through um, cancer. Through cancer. And then other people, they just don't even have a relationship with their mom. It's just not there. There's no relationship or communication. And, you know, that's, you know, devastating as well. Um, When you're trying to be a mom and you don't have, a role model or even someone to lean on in the moments of insanity. So I wanted to talk a little about your story because I think it would help moms out there that say, I don't have a mom. I don't have that support. I'm not, you know, again, I'm very blessed to have that, but I recognize not a lot of people do. Sometimes when you can just hear another mom that's gone through that, it can lift you up. So talk to a little bit about how old were you when you lost your mom? Well, uh, I, I was like any typical girl growing up with my mom. Um, my mom passed away a week after my 20th birthday. So the last couple of years that she was alive, she was already, uh, had progressed quite far, uh, into the, she was already in the third stage of cancer, uh, which I understand now I didn't at the time, uh, when, uh, she found out that she had cancer, but growing up, I was probably like any other girl. And then we went through the teenage years, I was kind of a smarty pants and, I, I didn't do anything what I would call bad, but I definitely had a uh, really what I would call kind of a rebellious, trying to find my own independence, which every child goes through that. And then uh, I went off, I graduated from high school when I was 15, went off to college early. And while I, after my first year of college, it was when at the end of that first year is when we found out that she had cancer. At that point, I wanted to quit school 
mm-hmm. and come home and just be with my mom because we didn't know. And that was back in the 70s. They, they hadn't made the progress with cancer like they mm-hmm. have now. Um, but uh, she said, no, I want you to go to school. I don't want you to quit school for me. She was really, she cared deeply about us kids. So uh, I, f- I finished out school. And then when school was over, I did come home and stay with her. And she was, she lived about another six months after that before she passed mm-hmm. uh so i was 20 i remember the week before she died it was my birthday and she was in the hospital at that point i have you know a lot of poignant memories i don't know if that's the way you say that mm-hmm. poignant memories and i remember she was uh very conscious of wanting to make sure that i had a good birthday mm. and i remember uh she uh, told my dad's uh, my dad had given her some money had given her a hundred dollar bill mm-hmm. and she sorry she in the hospital she handed me that hundred dollar bill and she said I want you to go buy something for yourself from me for my birthday and I did I went. I just thought about this the other day. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. But even in her, you know, nearing the time of her passing, she was still concerned about. She wanted things to be good and right for her family. And if she couldn't do it, she was gonna. And maybe that's where I get this thing about giving gifts. I'm, uh-huh. a, I'm more about giving people things. And I think when I thought about this the other day, I thought. Maybe I get that from my mom. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure that people are well taken care of with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes I like the emotional thing. Right? We come in the door. We've laughed about this because we come in the door here to be with you when we're here. And dad comes over and immediately hugs you. And I just say, hey, Kara, how are you doing? <laughs> and you go to unload my dishwasher. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a mom thing, though. It's like that's how we express our love. That's... You know, it's our ability to not control things, but to, you know, provide something for our families. Yeah, you always just think, if I can make it a little bit better, mm-hmm. or I can take the weight off that, that, mm-hmm. that that's a gift, or that's the way I would want somebody to do yeah. for, for me. I mean, not that I love hugs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so anyways, I'm working on that particular <laughs> issue. <laughs> At 63 years old, I'm going to get it down. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we all have something gifts to give, and... But I do think moms, that's that's how we express our love is by doing things. And yeah. I think it's great. I I think, though, you sometimes have to recognize, you know, I think most moms have always heard this, enjoy the moments they go by quick. And it, I know that to be true, <laughs> yeah. but it does not help sometimes in the daily life. Like, that's cute. I still need to fold some underwear right now. <laughs> so, um, yes. you know, I remember hearing that. I, I, I have in my memories forever sealed in my memory it's a picture in my mind uh you know people would say that I remember when you were very little and you know uh you didn't sleep well at night you were like up every two hours you did that till you were almost like two years old you never had you never had a strong (laughs) sleep pattern I don't know what it was but anyways I was doing everything I was feeding you cereal long before I probably ever should (laughs) have I don't know you know but anyways I remember uh feeding you I'd feed you in the kitchen we lived in Stockton California and I'd uh feed you in your this old antique high chair that I have and I feed you and I remember I would be so tired I'm thinking oh god 
but is she going to be able to feed herself? <laughs> and then I could hear in the back of my mind, you know, just enjoy the season. I'll pass. And I'm saying, I'm ready for this one to pass, you know. <laughs> I know. And then know. giving you, uh, you know, a, you know, six, seven months old. All totally wrong, totally wrong. Mothers don't ever do this. But I remember back then you didn't really think that much about sugar, but giving you Oreo cookies. Uh, you had to have teeth, so you were, you got teeth at six months, or maybe a little older than that. But letting you eat them and you had Oreo cookies. I think all, I, there's a picture somewhere. A whole <laughs> face, you know. But the but the, just the things that we do, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, what, were, what was the dynamic between you and your mom's relationship growing up? Well, is that was very interesting. Um, uh, I always felt like I was kind of the odd one out, and I really was. I'm, I'm nothing wrong with me, but I'm a little different than my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I'm completely normal, I think. But uh, I was always intrigued and always getting into things. And so when I was a kid, I always felt like I was on my mom's last nerve, mm. and. Uh, uh, I felt like, and I did do a lot of things. I was very inquisitive. So I, I did things maybe that weren't always right, and I was always pushing the envelope. I don't know why I did that, but I, I did. And so I felt like I was getting in trouble all the time. So there were times where I felt like my mom did not like me very much. Mm. But now as I look back, there was five kids. Uh, and She I, probably didn't like any of you. <laughs> <laughs> five kids. This is could be running true. a business I, I think <laughs> but but so but and then when I hit my teenagers we got a we we got along okay I, I think I had a real smart mouth but I think when I left and went to college something uh changed in a big way at the time I didn't think about it but it's there's something about the instincts of a mother you just know you know my mother had eyes in the back of her head honestly because she could tell when something was going on that wasn't right but I felt like I was just getting to know my mom uh, when I went off to school. I felt like our bond was beginning to develop. So I felt like I went from this adolescent to my mom really and I finding a way to connect her understanding me. I felt like we were just coming into a good relationship when she passed on. So mm-hmm. I do feel like that part was, and I don't know how to get past, but you almost feel like that was robbed from you. Mm-hmm. Because after all these years of kind of being friction, being a kid, then being a teenager, and, you know, you coming into your own independence, which is very, very natural, to then that relationship coming back together again, and, and where your mom becomes your friend, I felt like I was just coming into that mm-hmm. when she passed on. So mm-hmm. that I missed. But if I can say this, because, and, and you would be the one to say, you know, if I really accomplished that or not, and I'm not offended if I didn't, but I at least tried, <laughs> <laughs> that I tried to be, uh, what I knew that I missed in mothering, I felt like I could be a better mother because I knew the lack that I had in my life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I felt like I, I, there was, I tried to be more in, intuitive and sensitive to the, the needs uh, as you got older. And I'm not sure I always did a good job, but it was the intent of my heart to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. When you started having kids, and I'm the firstborn, so I know, like, when you found out you were pregnant, did that bring up anything about your mom? Did it? We talked about grief is always a process and, um, you know, when you're grieving, you're just trying to get through it. And 
you were 20 when you lost your mom. You were 23 when you had me. Yes. What, you know, and I'm sure it was a process of grief, but when you found out you were pregnant, did it, did it touch on the grief again? Did it reopen a wound? What was that like? Oh, for sure. In fact, this is what I would say. Uh, you know, people have a, we have a kind of a mindset of, you know, you're going to grieve for a certain amount of time and it's all over. And I actually don't believe that because I believe that uh, grief sneaks out at different seasons of your life, at different uh, millstones in your life, whether they be the challenging millstones where where you're in a difficult place and you need the wisdom of a mother. Because there's something about a bond between uh, an emotional mom, between a, a bond between a mother and a daughter, that when you don't have that, you don't have somebody that gets you, that knows you, that can uh, see the real you and just love you, you know. Uh, so uh, uh, when I found that I was pregnant, yes, it was very hard because it's like this is the moment you'd really want to share with a mom that you don't have. And as supportive as your husband might be, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get you like your mom would right. get you. You know, uh, you know, your husbands can be your best friends, but they don't get you like your mother does. Uh-huh. And um, so there was that. There was the, the, when you were born. There was just all the various and different uh, millstones that you'd come to that you'd say, oh, I wish my mom was here. Uh, I wish I could get some advice from my mom. You uh-huh. know, when, when, I, uh, when, uh, I, when I got married... And when I would go through struggles uh, at just trying to get along and becoming one is a lifetime process. And just like I knew I couldn't talk to my dad. He wouldn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) And my mother-in-law, who I love, she wouldn't get it either because that was her son. (laughs) So, So it was like. Oh, I wish I had my mom, you know, and there was times that I would I would just. Did you ever like think words like what would my mom say to me in this moment? Did you ever yes, think that? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did. And there was things that would come to me uh, like uh, she, I, I think there was some, sometimes maybe like, I, th- I don't know what, remember what particular instance I was thinking about, but I know she would say, okay, you're just going to have to get past it. You're going to just have to just. Uh, you uh, still say that. Like, like, I, do I? <laughs> yes. yeah. Just going to have uh, to get past it. Just get over it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, and so she, she was, she, I, I definitely have a lean in terms of personality, maybe a little bit like my dad, but I got a lot of my mom in me too. And you don't know it. Uh, Phil said to me, uh, your dad said to me one time, he said, you know, I didn't know your mom, but he said, I actually do know your mom because I see where you're like your dad, but then I see where you're not like your dad and that's your mom. Mm-hmm. And, and that was uh, actually, I thought, was a compliment. I it hope, is. Hope it was a compliment. <laughs> uh, wow. But the, you do. You have, you have these moments in, in, you know, you go through having kids or when you're having difficult times, uh, uh, and you just, you when you're celebrating or when you're in difficult point, it's like, man, I wish I, I had my mom to talk to because we somehow. Moms don't know it all, but somehow we think moms should know. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, that you could have emotional support. Yeah. Like I know that the things that you face in life, and mm-hmm. you're a different generation than mine, and, and you think differently. You're a mix of your dad and myself. and but So you think differently, but 
so I can't, I don't know that I can always provide you the answers, but the, but I can, as a mom, provide emotional support. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is really, really important. How did you find your emotional support without having your mom there? Did you find it in yourself and others? What, what was, where did you find that for yourself? Uh, You know what? As I look back, I wish I would have done things a little bit differently, but I'm a very private person and I just felt like I had to just figure it out. Mm. Uh, I I wish I had had. Uh, maybe I would have felt like it was. Uh, uh, I, I I don't maybe know the quite words, the words quite to use, but I I didn't I didn't. My mother in law, her is as great lady as she is. Her personality was nothing like my mom at all, and she was like, you know, just go for it and. You know, you don't have any. Uh, she was Norwegian, and you don't get really emotional about stuff. And all you're that. talking about your mom? No, my, my oh, mother-in-law. Mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't feel like I could go to her and talk to her about different things. She, she, I did observe a lot about her, and I did learn a lot from her. I have learned a lot from her, but the emotional support she just didn't have that in her like my mom did and there was no nothing in me that wanted to lean to that there there was no draw to that uh there was one other lady that I really really admired and even to this day she has uh this kind heart like my mom and that was Sharon Rome Mm. and she was kind of a hero and I feel like I probably could have told her anything but again you know you just feel like you need to keep it all together and but with your mom you don't have to Yes, we're both like <laughs> crying right now. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> and we're using toilet paper as tissue. <laughs> so, um, what would you encourage a mom, knowing what you know now, and you yeah. say I would have done this different? What would you encourage a mom who doesn't have a mom that's charting through motherhood? Yeah. What would you say to her? Would say I would. This is what I wish I would have done, or this is what I'd encourage you to do that I didn't do. <laughs> you know? Well, okay. Uh, shoot me down if if this doesn't make sense, whatever. But I definitely think it's important to find somebody to talk to. If you have to go get a therapist to talk mm-hmm. to, go get a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's there if there's a, a woman in your life that has a a, a motherly feel mm-hmm. that similar to your mother, and she's open, find. I wish I I wish I had been. I think I could have worked my way through a lot of issues. I think I could have. Uh, done uh, solved relationship issues that your dad and I had at different times if I had had somebody just to sound off on for. Yeah. So whether it's another mother figure, uh, you can talk to your friends, but your friends don't have... uh, The history. The history. And they're not necessarily motherly. I Mm -hmm. mean, like a sister, like if you could pour your heart out to your sister, if you had a sister, Uh like I have a sister... Uh, I feel like I could just about pour out anything uh, that was in my heart to her. Now, we've gone different directions, and we've grown in different ways, but as we get older, uh, I feel like there's things that I I could tell. In fact, when I talk to her on the phone, I see, actually, we are a whole lot alike. Mm -hmm. And so I'm drawn back into that after Uh all these years. But I say you need somebody that, that will just hear you. Yeah. And moms don't always give advice, but sometimes they just listen. Well, I always... I. I always think, especially if you know you're married, is that when you talk to your spouse, 
the, I, I think the male reaction is to want to fix it. I read oh, in a book that oh, that's oh, just oh, kind yes. of just incense in their DNA where men want to fix it. And you're just like, I don't need you to fix it. <laughs> I just need you to listen. And you're right. I think females um, have a great understanding um, and the ability to listen. Yes. And to just be like, I hear you. I hear you. And I think that's what a lot of moms want is that I don't need someone to tell me, this is how you should parent. I mean, I, I appreciate tools, and I, I love being equipped, and I, I, I love advice. Don't get me wrong. I like wisdom. But I think majority of moms just need someone to listen. Absolutely. To In fact, I think that's one of the greatest things, now, from a place of being a, a natural mom, but then one of the strongest callings that I feel like that I have is that I, uh, I'm a good uh, mom, especially to uh, young pastors' wives, because I know how to listen, and I truly, actually believe what you're saying is that most women will find their way, and you don't even always need to tell them what you shouldn't. I, I think you have to restrain from telling them what to do mm-hmm. it, as much as just listen to them. You can throw some things out on the table, but most women, if they could just hear it, get it out there in the light, as it were then that they can find their way. What they need more than anything is someone to support them. Mm-hmm. And they can feel like, they don't have to feel like their ideas are all right, but they just have to feel like somebody believes in them. Mm-hmm. And that says, you know, you you could do this and 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 uh, talk them into that po- process or, or giving them encouragement and strength in that process. I asked you a question. I, I gave you a list of questions, and you said, well, I can answer yes or no, one word. But I, I still think it's a good question um, and because I know the answer is, you know, if your mom was still alive, uh, how do you think you would be different? Uh, you know, I don't know how it would be. I do know that I would be different because we're affected by our relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh my mom, uh, my mom was actually pretty nurturing in her own way, and I, I don't have that lack of nurturing in me. But I think when you lose, it's different for when you lose a mom at different seasons. If you lose a mom when you're young, versus if you're, you know, eight to ten or you know, eleven to thirteen, there's different categories when you, when you read about the loss of a mother and how it affects you the rest of your life, but. Uh, for someone that loses their a parent when they're in their early 20s, I think what happens is I learned to stand on my own two feet. I learned to be independent. I learned to be a survivor. Mm. Uh, I did grieve my mom. I think the one good thing that I did was I talked about my mom. I think that's really, really important. You talk about the good and the bad. In the beginning, I didn't want to talk about any negative mm-hmm. in my relationship with her because that would have been disrespectful, I felt, to her. Mm-hmm. But as I, as I went on and I would examine my feelings, and, uh, and, and there was, I, th- I think at one point I realized, you know, I actually had some anger against my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to come to peace with that and know that she wasn't the perfect person mm-hmm. and she recognized her own humanity. Uh, but, you know, you, don't, you can't go back and say, you know, mom, sorry, I was mad at you. Now there, there are <laughs> some women, and that's that, painful because yes. you can't get the resolution. That's right. You, you don't get the closure. No, and there are some, uh, you know, even some uh, people when they have a relationship and they have a disagreement with it, whether it's a husband or a, or wife or a, a 
parent with a child, mother with a daughter, and you have something bad that happens, a, a sudden death, and you've had a difficult thing, you, you, I mean, that's devastating. You live with that, and you have to work your way through the guilt of all of that. So I think, but with time, I came to the reality is she, she was human just like I am, and she didn't get it right all the time. So by coming to that place, and I recognize that as I became a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom didn't get it right all the time. Mm-hmm. She wasn't the perfect mother. You're not the perfect mother. You did the best you can. I've done a lot of praying. And then I, ha- I had to deal with my own guilt for whatever I felt like I didn't get right. But uh, I think that I might have been, m- maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would be softer and more gentle and more understanding. <laughs> I don't actually know. I just think that we're affected by our relationships. So I, I know that I would be different. You know that, um, I know I recognize that there are times when I have said things to my kids and I'm like, oh my Lord, that is my mother. <laughs> and good and bad, because I think you're a phenomenal mom, but I also, I mean, I'm real enough to say, I see where things are. I'm like, I don't know if I want to quite be like that. Yeah. And you, That's again, right. you can say that. I'm not offended by that. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> please, please still love if me. If I was doing it over, I wouldn't, wouldn't be like that either. <laughs> but in the same moment, the same vein that sometimes we, we see or we hear ourselves talk and we may we can always say, oh, that's that's like my mom or that's like my dad or, oh, you know. Do you ever, have you ever caught a moment like that where you've been like, oh, that's my mom? Yes, I think uh, mostly when you guys were younger mm-hmm. uh, because I have those memories of my mom raising me. I don't have any memories past 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I have the, those memories of, uh, you know, when, when she was upset, uh, you know, it's like, I think all parents do this. You know, you, you have a bunch of kids and you call all their names before <laughs> you finally get to the right one. Well, she used to do that too. And she would say, uh, she's upset. She'd say, Jean Karen, you know, my first and my middle, middle name. name. You got middle name when is you, what we call it. <laughs> yeah. When you get the middle name, you know, you're in serious trouble, yeah. you know. And uh, there are times that I think that she was uh, hard on me when I look back, Uh and I, you know, you try to analyze everything. Uh, we, you know, my dad was in business. It was tough. She she tried to support him in the business. And so I don't think you're on all cylinders of being nice all the time. <laughs> yeah, with five kids. I know. <laughs> I imagine there was a lot of high vocals going yeah, around, yeah. you uh, know. She wasn't a screamer. She wasn't? No, well, she I didn't was, inherit that from her. No, no, no. She, she wasn't a screamer. She actually... Mm-hmm she would talk in this kind of stern voice. And I actually do think I get that from her when I think about it. <laughs> would, would you agree to that? Yes, yes, uh, yes. I don't know that I was a yeller. Was I a yeller? No, but when you were not happy, <laughs> you made it known. <laughs> Whether it was vocal or just huffing or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but that's okay. I, uh, yeah. So I think when I'm stressed, my voice goes to a low thing rather than high pitch, mm. you know, but... Uh, so, uh, I definitely, I found myself stressed a lot when, uh, when you guys were young uh, and I, I took on way too much, you know, I, th- I've told you that before, you know, I tried to be all things to all people and, and, you know, maybe that was 
out of my insecurities. Uh, we're not here to analyze all that today, but we'll get a therapist in here one day. <laughs> do like a round Wouldn't table. That be great. Yeah, they can ther- mother daughter therapy. therapy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need that much, but sure, maybe <laughs> to be continued. Maybe on the next yeah. episode, we'll do that one. Yeah. So you obviously lost your mom. How would you? And you know, you journey. We talked about sometimes in death, we idolize yes. the person. We kind of. Yeah. You don't want to dishonor their memory or disrespect. And then, you know, given time, you can kind of maybe break down, hey, they weren't perfect too. Not in a disrespectful way, but more in a, just so a, relate, a, rea- yeah. A, yeah, a relatable way. Yeah. What would you, I, I know it's, a, there's, but there's moms out there that don't, their mom's not passed, but they don't have a relationship or it's very contentious, maybe similar to what you were when you were younger. How, how would you encourage moms that aren't close with their moms, you know, not separated maybe by death, but just tension? Well, I, I definitely think uh, when you have that kind of thing, and, and the circumstances will vary from from one daughter-mother relationship to another, and there's mothers uh, and daughters that don't have relationships because maybe perhaps there's alcoholism or drugs involved mm-hmm. or things like that. And I I definitely can only empathize with that. I, I don't relate to that. I, my mother didn't, wasn't, wasn't like that in our household. But I think that you continue to be the best that you can be. You work at uh, uh, finding wholeness in yourself. And then you be the kind of daughter. uh, You show your mom how to be a good mom by being the daughter that walks in wholeness. And you may never have that. And if you mourn that, maybe you should mourn that. Mm -hmm. But then you say... Uh, you accept her humanity. I mm-hmm. think that's really important. Uh, it's like I recognized my mom. My mom wasn't perfect. And uh, so then then I went from my anger, because I was, you know, you go through, you know, grief, you have all mm-hmm. these different things, but I definitely went through that issue. But then my recognizing, you know, she didn't have it all together. And guess what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm actually that way about so much in life. And I look at people, and that's why, it's, uh, I'm in a place that's like, you know, uh, it's when you recognize that we're all just a hunk of flesh and that we all have issues and you look at yourself and you, you judge yourself rightly, not in condemnation, but you recognize, Hey, I've got jealousy. Hey, I've got this, I've got this, not in condemnation, but just to recognize your own humanity. And when you understand that, then it's a little easier to recognize the uh, uh, and to be patient and less judging of what you think someone should be that they're not. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with girls that are uh, women that are at odds with their mother, I think you you keep trying, but you don't try with strings attached. Now that's really, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. but you just love unconditionally. You show them what love is by loving unconditionally. And I, th- I think it takes a really brave and courageous woman to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you pray for them. Lest that sound over-religious, you, you do. You pray blessing on them mm-hmm. because their behavior comes from something. Maybe something was amiss in their life uh, that caused them. I, I am who I am based on the things that happened in my life, you know, and... Um, so I don't know if that helps, but I, you know, I, I definitely believe you. Uh, I, I I think you try to reach out, 
but you forgive. Mm-hmm. You forgive her for what you think she should be to you that she's not. And if you can learn to let that go, God, I believe, will send people into your life that will bring an addition to you. Mm-hmm. You know, That's awesome. You mentioned we, before we started that there was a book you were reading that if you lost your mom, and what was that book? Uh, the the book resource. is called Motherless Daughters. Mm-hmm. And uh, years ago, uh, she's got, I don't know when the tw- 20th year a- uh, anniversary edition came out and she made some changes. Edelman is her last name. I don't remember the first name. But uh, I remember reading years ago when I was just searching and I just felt such a void in my life. And I remember she coined the phrase for me, uh, motherless daughters have a hole in their soul. Mm. And I definitely identified with that because I felt like there was just a gap. And then you learn, you pick up, it's like when you have a wound, the wound heals over and it leaves a scar, but it's always there. You never get away from it. I never get away from missing my mom. Uh, It's not as painful, but in a moment like when we were talking before we came on air, I'm just weeping and crying. (laughs) And my mom has been gone for 44 years. Yeah. You know? And you attach things to memory. Like last year when our newest grandbaby was born, she was born the day after my mom's passing. Mm. And it meant so much to me. Now, my daughter-in-law probably thinks I'm kooky. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like uh, God just shined a little blessing on me. That there's a, you know, it's like, Maybe the spirit of Vancy, V-A-N-C-I-E was her name. Maybe that spirit's in there somewhere. I mean, that's my DNA, Uh you know. And so there's uh, just different uh, moments where it'll just come and go. You'd think that you'd get past it, and you do. You find healing and happiness again. But grief will come at different moments all throughout your life. You know, you can... You know, you never forget the anniversary of her. Of the, I never forget the anniversary of her passing. It's on the calendar. You can't forget it either. <laughs> you never knew her, but you can't forget it. It's on the calendar. Or, or the, you know, my mom and dad's wedding anniversary, all those things. So, you know, the birthdays and, and, and all of that. And, and, and I have great, I have great memories. I remember at one point, uh, back when I was a teenager and just really being a smart aleck, she'd say, uh, and who would have ever dreamed? But it wasn't anything she would do on purpose. She said, "You know, if you don't uh, straighten up and behave, I'm not going to watch your children when you when you have kids." <laughs> you know? oh. And uh, if she had known, she probably would have never said those things. But right. it, was, it was like, you know, just kind of what you did. But um, you know, to this day, I miss her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I miss I miss what she could be to, you know my children and my grandchildren and like you have a uh, uh, a good relationship with grandma Muncy mm-hmm. you know, your dad's mom uh, I wish you could have had that with my mom because you would have identified with her too mm-hmm. you know actually you look lot like her at one point in some of the pictures you know mm-hmm. and um, so yeah well it's a process it is. It's definitely a process. I, I I wrote down a couple things, and I don't know if they have any bearing on anything we're uh, talking about. Uh, but I think with 
with women that don't have relationship with their mothers or have the loss of a mother, uh, you have sometimes you don't, you don't feel like you know who you are at the core because you relate to your mom. And so you have to look trying to find your core identity. And because if you don't, I think I was insecure for many years. I didn't know who I was, you know, uh, and uh, it affects your behavior and the way that you are around others. Uh, the the one thing I think can be a negative, and uh, and that is is when we lack uh, emotional support in our life, and in my case it was the support of a mother, you have a tendency to look for nurturing in your husband's or uh, like if a husband is lost, uh, his mommy looks for that in his wife. So you have to be careful that you don't look for nurturing that you miss from a mother and your partner because your partner can never give that to you. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's one thing. I think I am grateful for small moments because I experience loss. You know, when, when everything is good and you don't have loss in your life, you go along. But I think I... I am grateful for small things. I am more aware of my mortality mm. than maybe some would be because death has touched me uh, various times. But I think I was forever marked by the loss of my mom, and it made me aware of my own mortality. Mm-hmm. And um, um, th- those are the things that I think that, you know, you, you know, you're just constantly having to deal with and you overcome and and I, I remember funny things too you know you look back and you think about how uh you know I wonder what my mom would do if she was here mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things yeah. you know but uh, on a funny story I was thinking about this I don't know if I should share it or not but my, I think my mom was always conscious of her weight uh you know she was challenged with her weight and um I never thought about it growing up and and I'm, I'm the same way but I remember uh, she was always on some kind of diet. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Listen, it's the, you know, we're in 2020, and <laughs> that was the 70s. Yeah, or the 60s. It was the 60s, the 60s. Yes. But I remember it getting in her drawer upstairs, uh, in, in, in the bathroom door, she had her own little drawers, and I remember in the store she had uh, these weight loss candies in there, <laughs> their weight loss like caramel and chocolate, and they were called AIDS. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nice name. AIDS weight loss candies. And I remember thinking, oh, I wonder what these things taste like. And I put them in my mouth, and it's like tasting chocolate. But you just, <laughs> now you lock into those memories, and you think, well, maybe that's the way why I'm, in, I'm the way I am now. Well, you know, when we were kids, we'd always go in your drawer by your bedside table, and you still have candies in there. That's where you are like your mom. You're like, your mom had diet candies. You have gobstoppers. Yeah. So we always have something in there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I learned to keep it between the mattress because you guys found out where the candy I was know, at. <laughs> yeah, every parent, every mom, there's a stash somewhere. Yeah, where's yours? You know what? I've forgotten it. There's been times <laughs> where I've forgotten where my stash is, and Doug's been like, "I found this," and I was like, "Oh, I forgot because <laughs> we have to hide it." So as our kids get older, we have to get a little more tricky with our hiding spaces, and then. And we have mom brain and we forget about it. So there's a Hershey bar somewhere around here. (laughs) You know, I'll stick my dog on it and find it. Well, mom, thanks for sharing your story. Oh, I hope it's, I'm able to bless somebody. And then, uh, you know, and moms can be okay with where they're at, you know, and find somebody that you can talk to and relationships that you can have. But 
life is it hands you sometimes things that are not very fun, but you get through it and hopefully you're better for it and you let it shape you for the better. Yeah. Not not uh Well, that's why it's called the unscripted mom, because sometimes life doesn't always follow a script. So why do we moms have to, right? Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, everybody have a good day. We'll check you out on the next podcast. Bye.